Good morning, Trinity Lutheran Church. Thank you, Sheila, a wonderful Flemish, a Belgian composer, a beautiful uh, example of um, early Romantic period music. Um, welcome here on this fifth Sunday after Epiphany to Trinity Lutheran Church. We invite you to sing along and uh, just a song that uh, invites us to remember that there is no one outside the circle, the circle of God's love, God's presence, God's hope. It's called Draw the Circle Wide. I'll sing the refrain for you once. Every time it comes around, you join in.
to worship this morning. Thank you for being here this morning, for putting yourself in the path of the gospel. And you see the table is set. We'll be sharing Holy Communion together this morning as well. So welcome to you, and welcome to all those online, half the congregation in Hawaii. How are you? Half the congregation in Palm Springs. How are you? Pastor Dennis, whose birthday it is, and I know he's watching online. Pastor Dennis, happy birthday as well. Good to be together. The order of service is printed uh, in your bulletin. Everything will be projected for you as well. And uh, if it's comfortable, I'd invite you to stand. Gathered in God's house, we worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our gathering hymn, minus church, where everybody's welcome.
Our first shared prayer of the, the morning is a song prayer. It's the Curie. Curie eleison, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. a little uh, clapping of your hands would be welcome. Light dawns on a weary world.
Lord be with you. Let us pray. Gracious Lord God, give us faith in the midst of our doubt. Give us courage in moments of uncertainty and fear. Give us the will and the wisdom to follow you always, to do our best to live for truth, to live our lives for you. In the strong name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Please be seated. The first lesson is from the sixth chapter of Micah. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body, for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? The word of the Lord. So this song this morning, you are um, welcome to uh, jump in if it if it makes sense for you on the line that is. Uh, in white, um, a song that's inspired by um, Isaiah 58, uh, words by Carolyn Winfrey Gillette, uh, who I, I called up and said, hey, I have a different vision for how your words could go, um, so may I use them? And she said, absolutely, go for it. So a change of heart, and there's a little line where you require a change of heart, a change from what has been uh, which shows up in various forms during the song, and you're invited to sing along with that as it shows up. Um, and it is uh, a song that invites us to be, to have an authentic fast about that, and it'll make sense as we go. The fast you choose is not some great display, it's everything we gladly do. To serve you day by day, it's not a moment set apart when we will mourn our sin, for you require a change of heart, a change from what has been. We do confess, we often sing that you are our delight. 
Then we go shouting words that sting We bicker and we fight Oppressing others for our gain We put our interests first We overlook our neighbor's pain While praying here in church Yes, you require a change of heart A change from what has been You teach us what it means to be a church That worships you in setting captive people free we praise you as you choose in sharing bread with hungry folk For bringing the homeless in and breaking every bitter yoke We worship you again And you require a change of heart a change from what has been God bless us as we journey on To live in loving ways Then darkness will turn into dawn And gloom will turn to rain When justice is our offering, we also will be blessed. And we will know the fast we bring will be our very best. And that will be our change of heart and answer to Thank you, Sheila. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Carl. Uh, thank you, Judy, for reading that uh, text from uh, the book of Micah. Uh, that uh, uh, hymn of praise we had, um, Light Dawns in a Weary World, Clap Your Hands. I had a, one of our members came in this week. He was filling out his memorial um, guide for his memorial service, and he said, I, I, I want to ask you, I want that song played at my funeral. Is that okay? Is that appropriate? He goes, I want everybody clapping their hands. I said, yeah, but we'll do it this Sunday so that you can enjoy it. So you actually actually be here, but of course it's totally appropriate. At the end of the sermon, uh, we're, we're going to go right into uh, another piece of music, another song, so just stay put right where you're at. And I met with a couple this past week. They were getting married this summer. I heard love stories, hopes and dreams. As usual, the groom-to-be was uh, pretty quiet, real quiet. Looked like he would have rather been almost anywhere else but the principal's office, you know. And after looking at a lot of things, we looked at vows. We talked about those vows. They were going to promise to be honest and faithful and true to each other, to which the previously silent young man said, all the time? 
all the time, I said. He said, I can only promise to do that some of the time. And I said, some of the time? He said, a few days a week, maybe. Is this a problem? The sermon title this morning is, It Must Have Legs. Let me hear you say that. It must have legs. We're going to be talking about God's relationship with us, and in turn, the relationship that we have with our Creator, and how that spills over into every relationship that we have in our lives. The sermon will be practical, I think, comforting, I hope. So let's start this way. Let me ask you, where's God in your life? How is God active in your life? Sometimes we wonder, do we not? God's movement or lack of movement can seem so mysterious to us. Is God involved day-to-day in your life? And if so, how? How is God active? How is God moving? Is there a metaphor that helps us to better understand the unique relationship that God has with us? And what is it that God desires for us? If God has hopes and dreams for us, as you have hopes and dreams for your children or grandchildren, what exactly are the hopes and dreams that God has for us? Well, the Bible will help us with those questions, questions that have been pondered by people of faith for thousands of years. So let's start with this question. There it is. You heard it as Judy read it. What does the Lord require of you? And the answer was to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Now, I want you to look at that sentence for a moment. We'll just keep it up for a second. Look at that sentence, and I want you to pick one word that you think is the most important word in that sentence. Okay, you can only vote once. Vote with your hands. Justice comes first. How many say justice? Go ahead, raise your hand. Okay, thank you. Uh, Kindness, how many say kindness? Okay, lots for kindness. How many say humility or humble? How many say humble? Okay. Uh, The word require is, uh, it was in the previous section, uh, the one you saw before, requires a powerful word. You look at those and you say, okay, justice is important, kindness is important, humility or being humble is important, but in fact, the most important word in that sentence is not the one that initially catches your eye. The most important word is your. Your. That simple word speaks of relationship. God is not some far-off, detached, and distant force. God is yours. It's personal. It is a bond from your beginning. It is a bond that cannot be broken. God is yours. You belong to God. Your God, like your mother, like your teacher, like your bicycle, like your toothbrush. This is about relationship. You belong to each other. Your God. And there is nothing you can do, nothing you can do that will change that reality. Your, this simple word allows us to trust the advice that preceded it. You see, one of the keys to thriving and surviving in this world 
has to do with sorting out the many voices that call for your attention. There are a lot of people out there who will offer you advice. Your job is to make sure that you only listen to those who have your best interest at heart. There are lots of infomercials, scams, TV preachers, and fraternity boys out there. There are people who will advise you on the best places to put your money, but most of them are looking out for themselves, not you. Take advice from people who are successful and honest and trustworthy. And if you are not sure that those advising you are people of integrity, then you're better to just move on. The word your, your identifies God. And it speaks of the relationship you have with the one who gave you the air that you breathe and the gift of your life. What does the Lord require of you? Do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with your God. Now, on the surface, that does not sound real complicated, does it? If you build your life on a three-legged stool, if you build your life on a three-legged stool, if you choose values that are justice, kindness, and humility, then you will enjoy a life that is rich. You will be respected and honored. If you build your life on that three-legged stool, but if you take any one of those legs away, what happens? If you take any one of those legs away, you are in danger of having it all crash in on you. If you take away justice, it falls. If you take away kindness, it falls. If you take away humility, it falls. The formula has not changed throughout human history. If you build your life on a foundation of justice and kindness and humility, then your life will be abundant. Now, I must be very clear here. There are no guarantees, then, that you will live to be 100 years old or even 50. People of justice, kindness, and humility sometimes die young. And it should be noted that abundant life is not synonymous with lots of money. People of justice, kindness, and humility are often not rich in possessions and may even be poor. But if you live your life as Jesus taught you to live, then your life will be abundant. There'll be abundance of the things that really matter. What does the Lord require of you? Do justice, love kindness, walk humbly with your God, your God, yours as in relationship. Now let's change the question. We'll go from what does the Lord require of you to what does the Lord desire for you? Now, Jesus answered that one. Jesus said in the Gospel of John, the 10th chapter, I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. Abundant life, that's all. The only thing God wants for you is abundant life. God's not looking for uniformity of thought. God is not looking for conformity of behavior. God is not waiting to punish you for sin. Abundant life, that's all that God desires for you. Isn't that all you really desire for your children and grandchildren? 
the requirement of justice, kindness, and humility. No, in fact, every law, every rule, every parable, every teaching of Jesus had but one goal. Your abundant life. Abundant life for you, for your family, and for the larger human family. Woody Allen once said, 80% of success in life is just showing up. Most of life is, in fact, a series of small decisions with only a big decision thrown in occasionally. Small decisions. Will I make the bed when I get up in the morning? Will I do my homework? Will I eat food that is good for me? Will I spend or will I save? Will I drive the speed limit? Will I be kind to my brother? The number one determining factor in how your life will play out, for better or worse, is the small, seemingly insignificant choices that you make every day. And guess what? You are in charge of those. You make those choices. So pay attention to those little choices. Life is a series of small choices with an occasional big one thrown in. So let's talk about the big one. A big one that should inform every area, every area of daily life. Which brings us back to the sermon title, It Must Have Legs. The Bible, the prophets, John the Baptist, Jesus, repeatedly calls out the hypocrisy of religious people. This is what was going on in that text that Judy read us from the book of Micah. Will burnt offerings please God? Not by themselves. Will extravagant gifts, thousands of rams and rivers of oil please God? Not by themselves. Now there's a place for such offerings. Offerings here at Trinity Lutheran Church allow us to do good, to change the island, to change the world. But we cannot bribe God. We cannot purchase God's love, God's forgiveness, God's peace, or our eternal salvation. It's not for sale. Nonetheless, our faith must have legs. Our response to God's grace must be lived out, not one hour a week, but every hour of every day. Nothing does more harm to the church. Nothing stains Christianity more than those who call themselves Christians only to follow Jesus one hour a week. It must have legs. Listen now to the words of God to the people of Israel who were going through the motions, but might we say they were lacking justice and kindness and humility. These are not my words. These come from the prophet Isaiah, the 50th chapter. Shout out, do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Day after day they seek me and delight to know my ways, as if they were a nation that practiced righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They want God on their side. Why do we fast, but you do not see? Why humble yourselves, but you do not notice? Look, you serve your own interest on the fast day and oppress all your workers. You fast only to quarrel and to fight and to strike with a wicked fist. Such fasting as you do today will not make your voice heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose? A day to humble oneself, to bow down the head, to lie in sackcloth and ashes? Will you call this a fast 
a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I choose? To loose the bonds of injustice, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and to bring the homeless poor into your house? And when you see the naked, to cover them. So the words of God through the prophet Isaiah to the people of Israel. What does the Lord require of you? Do justice, love kindness, walk humbly with your God. It must have legs. There are 168 hours in each week. So now we go back. Go back to our opening story. You know, the young couple about to be married. Yeah, that story didn't really happen. It was only for an illustration. But I want you to imagine for a moment, just imagine for a moment, that someone asked you to marry them, or someone asked to marry your daughter or your granddaughter. And the question arose, will you be honest and faithful to them? Will you be honest and faithful and true to them? And the answer was yes, two hours a week. (laughs) I will be honest and faithful two hours out of every 168. We all know that would be a recipe for misery and brokenness and ultimately for divorce. In our lessons this morning, we have the wisdom of the ages and we have a desperate plea from a God who loves us so much. Wisdom that will lead to abundant life, justice, kindness, humility, and this desperate plea to religious people to be who we say we are. Your. Your God is present. Your God is with you every step of the way. God's love for you will never fail or falter. God's love for you is not dependent upon you loving God in return. There is nothing you can do to make God love you more, and there is nothing you can do to make God love you less. And all life is a gift from your God. But you know what? There's one more thing God gave you. Free will. That means that the God who only desires good for you will not live your life for you or manipulate you like a puppet on a string. God will walk with you, but God will not protect you from experiencing the consequences that come from the life choices that you make. Drink and drive, and you die, or you go to jail. Not God's plan, your choice. Smoke and you're likely to get cancer. That's not God's plan. God still loves you and is with you, but your choice will lead to consequences that you have to live with. If you decide to forego college and spend your days at the Skagit Valley Casino, well, good luck with that. It's not God's plan, but you'll live with your choices. You see, God walks with you, but God will not protect you from natural disaster or the free will decisions of those who betray or hurt you. No, the world is dangerous and random, and sometimes the best people suffer the most. But they don't suffer alone. God is with them. God will guide you. God will not walk for you. God will advise you through Scripture and sermons and friends who care for you and about you. God will guide you, but God will not make decisions for you. God will give you the opportunity, but you must walk through the door. God will give you the tools, but you must swing the hammer. God will give you GPS, but you must turn it on. 
Yes, there is only one author of life. But make no mistake about it, you are the primary author of your story. And only you can make the decisions that will change or enhance your story. What is before us today is ancient wisdom and a desperate plea. Justice, kindness, humility, the three-legged stool to build your life on, and the desperate plea to be who you say you are, not two hours a week, but every hour of every day. To practice our faith is not to worship. To practice our faith is to follow Jesus 168 hours a week, 365 days a year, in every interaction with our loved ones, in every interaction with store clerks and ferry workers and poor drivers and strangers. You, your, your God gave you the gift of life, but someday that gift will be gone. And when it's all been said and done, There's just one thing that matters. Did I do my best to live for truth? Did I live my life for you? It's all been said and done There is just one thing that matters Did I do my best to live for truth? Did I live my life for you? When it's all been said and done All my treasure will mean nothing Only what I've done for love's reward Will stand the test of time Lord, your mercy so great that you look beyond our weakness finding purest gold in miry clay making sinners into saints I will always sing your praise here on earth and ever after for you've shown me heaven's my true home when it's all been said and done you're my life when life is gone When it's all been said and done There is just one thing that matters Did I do my best 
to live for truth did I live my life for you Lord I live my life for you You may remain seated. Uh, Judy's going to lead us in the prayers. Each petition will end, God, in your mercy, and our response, hear our prayer. Let us. To God, who welcomes all in love, let us pray for the church and for any in need. Loving God, we gather as a community to worship you in spirit and in truth. May we resist empty actions let our rituals and routines hold meaning and connect us to you. Let the fast we choose be to lose the bonds of injustice, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke. Let us see our encounters with others as encounters with you and be transformed, healed, and renewed. God, in your mercy. As we pray here together this morning, let us recall and pray for those who may be sick or suffering in any way today, those too ill to be here with us, those who are in the hospital or in care facilities. May they know your love and be comforted by friends, family, and those who care for them. God, in your mercy. God, it does not always seem easy to follow your path. Your way requires sacrifice and intention, resisting cultural norms and societal pressures, and abandoning our need to control and to function from our own power. Sometimes we add complexity in order to assure ourselves it is not possible to be faithful. Yet your way is simple. Do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with you. Soften our hearts 
and encourage us to journey with you. God, in your mercy. We give thanks for our many blessings, for friends old and new, for healing in the midst of brokenness, for the hope of peace in the midst of war, for the yearning for equity after centuries of injustice, and for constant signs of your love, God, in your mercy, bring healing to all wounds, make whole all that is broken, speak, speak truth to all illusion, and shed light in every darkness. Through Christ we pray. Peace of the Lord be with you. Stand up and share the peace. Thank you. Thank you for uh, sharing in that greeting of peace. It's a really good sound, that, that moment of uh, greeting of peace, hearing the energy and the reconnection. So thank you for that. After the service, come on over to the gym for time of coffee and cookies and continue that reconnection with those you may have not have seen in a week or longer, so we'd encourage you in that way. Uh, also down the hall at 915, the fireside room, uh, in the adult class, not adult, Sunday morning forum, they're going to be talking about the Lord's Prayer this morning. So 915, down the fireside room, join them there if you would. Uh, mentioned Pastor Dennis's birthday today, but uh, Patricia Nielsen's birthday, Lois Matthews' birthday, um, Anybody else in here today? Okay. So, uh, Pat, you want to stand up? Lois, you want to stand up? Because we all want to sing to you. other birthdays this week. You see those in your bulletin, uh, so wish those people a happy birthday. And um, uh, we also uh, gave away some money this week. That's always good. I think uh, Laura put a few projections together for us. Uh, that's the folks at Good Cheer uh, on 2-2, what was that, a couple days ago, three days ago, uh, when we took them a check for $2,000, a food bank to help your neighbors. And the next one, 
is uh, right here on our campus by the uh, church sign out there, Helping Hand, which is a, a, a benevolent charity here on the island, and we gave them $1,500 this week, and look at those smiles. They're so happy to receive your money. And uh, the third one is uh, showing a warehouse over in the Ukraine, and we sent $3,000 more over to help with uh, the Eastern European uh, refugee and war crisis over there. We continue to send money to Ukraine. Uh, so just a thank you to all of you. It happens because of your generosity, and we do make a difference here locally and halfway across the world in the Ukraine. Uh, Lana Johnson, volunteer coordinator, woman about town. <laughs> he's, he's pretty funny sometimes. <laughs> okay, so um, the first thing is in the gym on the far wall, there are signups for March and April for greeting, ushering, and coffee serving. Um, so if you can like kind of check or think about it and then sign up your name, that'd be great. I need, I'm in need of two ushers on February 19th, that's in two weeks, to uh, usher with Barb and Randy. They're gonna usher twice in a month. See, it's not that bad, so it'd be okay. And then I also need two more ushers on the 26th of February, that's the last weekend in the, of the month. Now, it, you know, when I was short at the 1030, I drew names out of a hat. So, um, you know, if I don't get people, next week we'll be drawing out of a hat, and who knows who it will be. All right, so here we go. My first one, and I know you guys are all waiting for this. All right, so our um, February luncheon is coming up. It is uh, the 18th. No, the 16th. The 16th. 16th. It's a Thursday. It's a, it's a Thursday. It's a Thursday. So, you know, we kind of kicked around some ideas, and first thing we thought of is make something that's red. But then you'd all walk out of here with red tongue and teeth and everything, so we decided not to do that one. So we decided to have you wear red, okay, and... Make a dish that you love, okay? A dish that you love. Oh, I know so sweet. All right, so now my last one. In preparation for Valentine's Day, next Sunday, the 12th, we are going to have a... Chocolate <laughs> Yeah, it's not a garlic, it's chocolate, okay? <laughs> chocolate Sunday. So... Dig those recipes out for something that's chocolate, and I'm going to tell you it's going to be quite a feast at this service because Jane Lusk and Joanne Guernsey are coffee servers. So you might want to, on Saturday, go for an extra walk or two and then don't have breakfast because there's going to be a ton of stuff for you on Sunday. Okay? Thank you. Lana Johnson, <laughs> sometimes informative, always entertaining. <laughs> Lots of other announcements printed in your bulletin, just encourage you to take note of those. We're going to move towards uh, Holy Communion, celebration of Holy Communion, and the most important word for you to know is welcome. You are all welcome. Doesn't matter where your journey's been, doesn't matter how long you've been away, doesn't matter if you've never been with the Lutherans before, this is the Lord's table. 
by Jesus' invitation, you're welcome to come. The ushers will help you to come down the center aisle, hold out your hand to receive the body of Christ, the host, and then dip it and tink it into the chalice of your choice. The first chalice of wine, the second chalice of grape juice, and if you'd like gluten-free, that's available as well. If it's comfortable, I'd invite you to stand. We gather now at a table that welcomed our parents and grandparents. We gather at a table that will welcome Christians of a variety of colors and denominations across the island and across the world this day as we come and find our unity here in the Feast of Victory of our God. As we do so, we remember a Thursday night in an upper room in Jerusalem. It was Holy Week. It was the night in which he was betrayed. And on that night, our Lord Jesus took the bread and gave thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks. He gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. As often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, Jesus Christ has promised to be present with us. Let us pray now as he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, gifts of God for the people of God. All are welcome. Please come. You may be seated.
see your brother standing by the road with a heavy load from the seeds he sowed. And if you see your sister falling by the way, just stop and say, you're going the wrong way. You've got to try a little kindness, yes, show a little kindness. Just shine your light for everyone to see. And if you try a little kindness, then you'll overlook the blindness of the narrow-minded people on their narrow-minded streets. Don't you walk around the down and out, lend a helping hand instead of doubt. And the kindness that you show every day Will help someone along life's way You've got to try a little kindness Yes, show a little kindness Just shine your light for everyone to see And if you try a little kindness Then you'll overlook the blindness of the to try a little kindness. Yes, show a little kindness. Just shine your light for everyone to see. And if you try a little kindness, then overlook the blindness of the narrow-minded people on their narrow-minded streets. Of the narrow-minded people on their
Now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you now and always in God's grace. Amen. Fed and forgiven, it must have legs. Go out those doors, make a difference wherever you find yourself this week. And as you go, you do not go alone. We go with you, and God goes with you. And may God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine on you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And our sending him, go make a difference.